Happy Halloween! <laughs> I'm bad at doing voices, but it's that time of year again. Hell yeah, spooky. I had somebody send me a message a couple of days ago telling me that it's really childish to say spooky season, and to that person I say, shut the fuck up, let me enjoy shit. Childish is a social construct created by men to put down things that women like. Okay, that's not entirely uh, true, but... <laughs> yeah, you, you're you more eloquent. I'm just like, no, fuck you, dude. So, there we go. What are you, what have you been doing for spooky season to make your spooky season more spooky? Um, so this year, you know, there wasn't regular Comic-Con. There's going to be Comic-Con in November, actually, Thanksgiving weekend. So I get, like, two Halloweens. Lucky you. So, because I cosplay and so i yesterday just went to joanne's fabrics and bought the fabric to make a lady dimitrescu cosplay (laughs) yeah and i so my other my other podcast (laughs) assistants are co-hosts kate is gonna come with me to comic-con and i'm like you could be one of my daughters lady dimitrescu's daughters and now that i'm saying that you uh kate and jason could all be my daughters (laughs) and that would be and just put on like giant giant shoes and it'll be great i would love that so fucking good. <laughs> I would I would enjoy being a creepy vampire daughter to blind. Yes, all you really need is a big a big robe and then like black underneath it, and then the rest is makeup. True. So hell yeah. I would probably need a white wig too. Well, uh, she's got all that shit. it's like the Charlie's Angels, right? Like she has they're not all blonde. So oh, you're right. You're so right. you wouldn't even have to do anything with your hair. And I feel like that's kind of more like an OC situation where you know as long as you're wearing the outfit. You're mm-hmm. you're fine, and you can do your own interpretation. I do have a blonde wig, though. That is my biggest concern whenever I'm doing cosplay as a brown lady with curly short hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck, I can't do this. I'm not white enough. Um, so for me, it's like I am always looking for characters with my color hair, which I did just I did just do blue, and it was really Very funny because cool. last week we also had a spirit week. One day was Celebrity Day. And I dressed up as Freddie Mercury. And I do not have a yellow jacket, but I, I wore a yellow cardigan over it just because it was cold in the morning. And uh, someone's like, are you Coraline? I'm like, no. <laughs> Does Coraline have a mustache? I don't think so. <laughs> she could. In the other world. <laughs> other Coraline. That's very good. But yeah, so that's, that's it. I, I've got all my pumpkins out. And I found this sick at Joanne's. It was a Cthulhu skull. And it was with that iridescent rainbow, like, paint. I did not buy it because it was $60. (laughs) I had a boy. I don't give a fuck. I know. And now I'm like, hmm. Well, I did... I did need to buy buttons from Joanne, so let me see if they have it available online, because I honestly might go back and get it, because it go was back, fucking sick, and it was 40% off. You, will, you only live once. Think about how happy he would be in your home. Give me that decoration. Where are you? See if it's still available, because, okay, skull, tentacles. That's probably good, right? 
Yeah. Decoration. Oh, damn. Skull? No. Well, yes, but I found this other pretty sick skull, like rib cage decoration thing. I'll, I will uh, put it in the chat here. Hell yeah. Dude, it's chill. Oh, here we go. But if you scroll down to the recommended, there's a fish that is the same style. Like, holy shit. That's badass. This fish is only $20. Okay, here's the fish. It's like an angler fish skeleton, but it's with that iridescent paint. Oh my god, that's rad. Oh, they have a flamingo. That's so cool. Morgan, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? A unicorn skull. What the fuck? I need to go back to this Joanne's. Oh, here it is. I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. it. Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah, I went to the dollar store to get the flowers for the Lady Dimitrescu, the black flowers that she has on her lapel, and they only had Halloween stuff. And I was like, Okay, so we went we went to Target to get Halloween stuff. Nothing. Completely empty. We went to uh, Home Depot. Fucking four aisles of Christmas shit. Yeah, what the hell? It's not even been Halloween yet. It's October whatever the fuck. So... I'm, I'm very upset. So we went to Spirit Halloween. Guys, Spirit Halloween is bringing the spooky this year. It's so incredibly good this year. Much better than before. I don't know what they did. It's great. It says 40, but on the tap that it's 50% off, right? It says it was 40 and now it's 20, mm-hmm. but it was $60. And I was like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> in happiness and joy and longevity. Okay, let me just make sure that this is in my bag and then I'll buy it after the show. Okay, yes, good. Hello and welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme. This is episode 75. It's Halloween! Halloween episode version 2. Yes. Yes. So last year we did a bunch of no sleep stuff, which was, uh, if you haven't listened to that previously, if you're new to the podcast, you should definitely go back and do that because we covered some pretty, pretty spooky Reddit stories that... Yeah, we're not going to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I, when I was reading the the Goatman one, that one always gets me. Like I was feeling weird in my skin, like reading that one. (laughs) So yeah, go back to that. It's episode, I don't know, figure it out. (laughs) Find it, it's there. It has Halloween somewhere in the description. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so today I figured we'd start off because we did mention a couple weeks ago the two-sentence horror. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go, and I looked at some of the top posts. Okay. But they're very, like, predictable. So let's look at Some of the top posts are, like, a lot of the real good stuff that gives you a second to think about it is like, oh shit. Yeah, it doesn't get as many upvotes. So there's the top of all time, and... Um, when I'm seeing it, I see the, the actual sentence. So it's two sentence horror stories, right? The first sentence is the title. The second sentence is in the body. And <laughs> the top one I did read a couple weeks ago. All my life, my parents have told me not to open the basement door, but I got curious and disobeyed them. What is that glowing ball in the sky and why does it hurt my eyes? Mm-hmm. Obviously being two sentences, it can't be that spooky, like that scary. It's just right. like, oh, something to think about. When the kidnapper made me guess where he kept my daughter, I went for the basement and he said, correct, allowing me to see her. But when I found her severed head in there, I learned that every other choice would have been correct as well. It's <laughs> a good one. It's good. Yeah. And so some of them just tend to uh, get a little. Oh, I like this one. Now be careful. That line of rock salt is the only thing keeping them out. The man said, welcoming my group into his refuge. Sea salt, I clarified. Sea salt keeps us out. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, a lot of them are like, 
a spooky thing exists. I'm the spooky thing. (laughs) (laughs) Please take my child instead, I scream, grabbing at the two men who took my child. Sorry, ma'am, children only, they said as they continue loading up the last lifeboat on the ship. (laughs) The real monsters are humans the whole time. The principal of my son's school called me at work today to tell me my son pushed another kid while on a school excursion. I initially thought this hardly warranted a phone call until I remembered that my son's excursion was to the Grand Canyon. (laughs) (laughs) That one's very silly. (laughs) Wow. For my last wish, I wished my dad to be alive again. I stood atop (sighs) his grave and smiled, imagining him screaming and clawing at his coffin lid as he did the two previous times I wished him back. Which, to me, that's the best one so far. That's very good. Because... That's actually, like, evoking some imagery that's very spoopy. This one is from two years ago. Ah, so it's 2020, the time traveler said. Very early on, very early in from the looks of it, he muttered under his breath. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, good, a little (laughs) warm-up. It's been almost a decade since I last saw my mother, and she still reminds me every day that if I misbehave again, she'll take my hearing, too. That one's really good! I do like that one. They say you die once when you stop breathing, and a second time when someone says your name for the last time. Sitting alone in my dilapidated apartment for years now, I realize it's not always in that order. They say we have a primal sense that we can just feel when someone is watching us. It's been a few weeks, and it's clear that you do not have that sense. That's very good. That's got very hard, um, old woman who secretly lives in your home Oh, yes. Vibes. Yes, absolutely. Um, faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home. Faceless old woman who secretly lives in your yeah, home. From, absolutely. Uh, from Night Tale. <laughs> um, if you do want to hear some good horror podcast, Welcome to Night Vale, I will always recommend it. It's great. Oh, yes. All right. You ready for the first story? I am ready. Let's do this. This one is from... Oh, God. Hang on one second. <laughs> This one is from a subreddit called The Truth Is Here, which compiles, like, stories that prove the existence of the paranormal. Cool. Or support, rather. Uh, The title is, When My Daughter Was Four, She Reminded Me of Our Past Life Together. Huh. And there's a lot, as OP is going to acknowledge in a second, a lot of these stories of, like, little kids, like two, three, four years old, talking about past lives and stuff. It's very spooky. Or, like, Mm -hmm. seeing things that... The adults can't see. Yeah. For sure. I would. I, that needs to be a premise where you have to use the the kid to avoid the monster. <laughs> like, they're the only person who can see it, so you have to use them to, like, not get murdered. I'm sure there's a movie like that. Okay. I've heard countless stories of this happening in one way or another with other children and wanted to see if it's happened to anyone here. When my daughter was around four, she began to talk about the last time. She'd say things like, yeah, but that's what happened last time, not now. When I was older than you, not when you were my mom. When talking about things that she remembered. One day we were sitting on my bed having a random conversation before bedtime. She said something like, but I was your grandma then. I died before you were born, so I wanted to meet you. When your sister died, I had to wait until you had a daughter. I was a twin, but my twin was stillborn. My sister never took a breath. My daughter had no idea. There's no way she could have known that as a a four-year-old. Just putting it out there, there are countless studies of children remembering things from past lives. My kid did, for sure. Holy shit. (laughs) It's weird as fuck. Following on our kid theme from last week, kids are spooky. Kids are spooky. Like, I think that's why I have a problem with babies. <laughs> what do they see? I, I, yeah, what are, what are they looking at when they're staring at me? <laughs> What's going on in that tiny baby head of theirs? Are they thinking of, like, 
the past life where they nearly ran me over in a car. Like, what? What is going on? Are they here to finish the job? Um, <laughs> that is weird, though. It's when they're specific, right? Yes, that's it's what I was going to say. It's the specificity yeah. that is, like, unnerving. Yeah, because she's like, yeah, that was the, in the before times. And you're like, um, what? Like, and it would be even wild. Well, I guess, I guess the grandma never met OP, so mm-hmm. that would be even wilder if she did remember something that that OP also remembered. Although, in this case, she knows right. the sister. Because mm-hmm. you can definitely tell when kids are making stuff up to be spooky. Yeah. Like... Which, at four years old, they're not go, really going to do. They'll go with classic horror stuff. Like, ooh, I saw a ghost in a white sheet, and it went boom. Like, it's... They'll go with the sanitized version. Not with, oh, yeah, I think I was your dead twin. Like, Yeah, it's usually very funny when kids that age try and be scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you really got me. That was terrifying. <laughs> um yeah shit so there's some comments of people sharing their own um their own experiences with this someone says my daughter and her son were brothers in a past life when my daughter was four she was playing quietly in the living room and i was sitting at the kitchen table she came into the kitchen and told me that a long time ago she was a boy and had yellow hair she was very serious about this and i told her that's very interesting and then she went back in the (laughs) living room and continued to play Fast forward to when she got married and had a son of her own. When her son was three or four, he asked her, where's my brother? Where's my brother? And my daughter replied, honey, you don't have a brother. And he said, no, my brother has yellow hair. Huh. Uh. <laughs> oh, I don't like that at all. Oh, so the person replying to this is like, and you thought to yourself, oh, cool, a past life instead of wondering why a spirit was possessing her. That's awesome for you. <laughs> <laughs> Which this, i mean what's easier past life or possessed kid yeah that would be interesting too like as an interpretation of that maybe kids because they're like so very young are easy easily possessed you know yeah if we're going in a no sleep this is true kind of you know mm-hmm. situation uh, let's see. My mother tells a story that goes similar to similarly to the one that you told. She said that when I was about three, I was laying between my mom and dad in bed and told them with a decent amount of pride and enthusiasm that I was glad I picked them to be my mommy and daddy this time yeah. while I was up in heaven. I told them I was having a hard time deciding what choice to make for parents until my brother, Brett, my half-brother who passed away before I was born, pointed me out to my mom and dad and said I sh- should pick them. I told my mom I thought she was so beautiful and that because last time I was her mom, I wanted her to be mine now. Jeez. That's just so incredibly specific. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus And I Christ. wonder too, like, like, you know, movies like Soul... I wonder if that's going to increase, like, when kids watch that and then and they kind of emulate it. I wonder if it is, like, them getting it from somewhere or just kids are really spooky. <laughs> kids are, I think kids are just inherently spooky. Like, yeah, they see shit and they make shit up and it's like, oh, I don't, I don't like this. You have to stop. Stop having an imagination. Yeah. <laughs> You're freaking me out. My Okay, this comment. My mom has a journal entry about me that freaks me out along the same lines. I was three and an only child. She had a miscarriage and no one had told me because no one knew she was pregnant. It's like 4 a.m. and she's dealing with the pain and nausea from it. And I walk into the bathroom with her and say, it's okay, mom. Baby brother is going to stay with me, even if he couldn't stay with you. From then on, I had an imaginary friend who was a baby boy. Wild. Yeah, wild. (laughs) Kids. Man, <laughs> kids are spooky. Fucking hell. 
I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> That's enough scary kids then. That's enough creepy kids. Fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> this next post is from Let's Not Meet. Oh. Which is a place to read spine-tingling, unusual, terrifyingly true stories about people you never want to meet again. One million subscribers. Only 188 are currently here. So. Hmm. What are they all doing? Oh, it's it's Sunday. I guess they're watching football. Yeah, maybe. Um, This is kind of a long one. <laughs> it's not too long, though. Um, Not as long Let's as the other it. one that is cabin-based. Because this one's titled Nightmare Experience at My Friend's Cabin. And it has the tag epic, which, sure, I don't know. I have not yet read the whole thing, so. I think it means epic in length. Well, no, because this is short. This is on the short side. It's maybe 500 words. Does Google Chrome have a word count uh, function? Uh, I don't know. I got to paste it into Google Docs and then do a word count, but I'm not going to do that. It's about mm, maybe 500 to 700 words. So okay. it's not too long. My story involves myself and three of my really good friends throughout my whole childhood. I will have them go by Kevin, Ryan, and Tommy, who I am good friends with to this day. I could not write this story without you. I could not write this story to you without their help, consent, and experiences as well. The story you are about to read is true and not made up in any way. Regardless, whether we had been seeing things or not, the reality is we had experienced something very horrifying one night at my friend Kevin's cabin. We thought long and hard about actually sharing it or not, afraid of being ridiculed, but we are ready to share with the community, and again, you had to be there to experience it. One of my friends actually had a nervous breakdown after the incident and needed counseling himself. Jesus. Regardless, I would like you to know that I have always been a skeptic on the paranormal and find it very hard to believe in many aspects, but I love to watch, listen, and read on it simply because I always love to have an open mind in life. An open mind, in my opinion, is a growing one. Whether it was paranormal or not, something was clearly there that night. Now on with the story. That's it. Wow, that was a big preamble. <laughs> yeah. During the- I'm not crazy. <laughs> and also, here's the variety of experiences. She's setting the mood. We're setting the mood here. Here we go. I'm going to get my slippers on because... Your feet cold? Yes. It's it's one of those hot in the sun, cold in the shade days. Fair. See, okay, so in Yorkshire, where I'm from, the, the way that we explain those days is we go, sun's warm. <laughs> right? Makes sense, yeah. Which my husband thinks is the funniest thing ever because he's like, of course it is. <laughs> that's, what the, that's the sun's job. <laughs> the sun is warm. You're absolutely right. And I'm like, no, what I mean is when you're in the sun, it's warm. Never mind. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> so now whenever we go outside and it's hot, he goes, sun's warm. And I'm like, no, that is not how that works. But never mind. <laughs> it's like that every autumn here, which like, obviously we don't really have that much of an autumn, but whatever. Anyway. Okay. Mm -hmm. During the midsummer, usually around the middle of July, me and a couple of my good friends who I had mentioned previously, all the way through childhood, always made time to go up to one of my friend's family cabins way up north in the forest of Minnesota. The cabin was located on Vermilion Lake. Throughout all of our young years, we would always go, for sure accompanied by my friend's dad, Kevin's dad who owned the cabin, and sometimes a few of our dads as well. Once when we were juniors in high school, we felt mature and old enough to go to the cabin on our own finally, without Kevin's dad or any other adult supervision who may have accompanied us. I would like to mention okay. a little information in regards to my friend's cabin to help you picture the scenario. It is very remote and very little based upon a large-sized island. Don't know what that means. So the cabin is little, but the island is large. 
Okay. Other cabins were on the island, but the next one closest to us was a solid quarter or half a mile away at least, which is my best guess, which you could get to by taking a man-made path around the island. And I wanted to mention that to get to my friend's cabin, you had to park on a gravel road on the opposite side of the island and take his boat across the lake about half a mile to reach the cabin. This lake is huge. Um, this gives me big um, lady, uh, lady and woman in black vibes. <laughs> Maybe some- Yeah, it, may- it also makes me think of um, Until Dawn. Yes. That too. My mind always had a tendency to run around when sleeping there at night throughout all my years, for it was all one level with only two bedrooms next to each other, a kitchen and living room connected, and a bathroom in the back of the cabin. And where you slept in the cabin was always at least one window in each room with no curtains to it at all. So it was very easy to see outside into the woods and the lake. And this is where my mind would run as I always thought someone was peering in. Of course, nobody ever was. I had been to this cabin a dozen times throughout my lifespan and nothing had ever happened. The older I got, it was the, easy- the easier it was to sleep. Now for the event. We would usually stay a week's worth or four to five nights. On the third night during the trip, we were there with our family. No, we were there. <laughs> we were there on our own finally. And we had to set up a campfire and we had been drinking beer all night. I don't condone underage drinking, by the way. We just happened to sneak <laughs> some beers being the rebels we are. <laughs> we went out to his uh, yeah i don't condone underage drinking now that i'm no longer underage this is always very right. funny <laughs> <laughs> we went out to his dock to gaze up at the magnif- magnificence of the stars and to enjoy our buzz when all of a sudden we heard something out in the water that sounded like a fish jumping out to catch a bug we quickly looked out at the lake with curiosity wondering where the splash came from having our poles ready 24 7 Thankfully, the moon was out that night, which helped light up the lake. Otherwise, it would be dark as black, with there being no city lights for miles and miles, and we would not have been able to see anything on the lake. My one friend, Ryan, began to point out, saying, Um, what the hell is that? After looking closely and finally spotting what he was pointing at, all I can describe was that it simply looked like a head out in the middle of the lake just floating about, staring at us. It was about three quarters worth of a football field in length out in the field from the dock. There is no question I could see its features. It had long black hair and very pale skin, like a face, but we couldn't make out the eyes, mouth, nose, or chin, as if it was just a blob of pale skin with long black hair over it. I'll never forget the feeling that came over me. The hairs on my legs, neck, and arm all stood up, and I was paralyzed on the inside, ready to leave that moment. But we told ourselves it was just a loon, as these birds are very popular night drifters on the lake and do their hunting late, and all have black with white colors on their coats, and they hunt by diving deep into the water, holding their breath up to minutes sometimes. So it was possible that a loon all of a sudden popped up in the water after hunting for a bit, or at least we tried to talk ourselves into that scenario. All of us having the creeps and noticing it wasn't moving one bit, just treading water in the same place, went back to our campfire, lit it even brighter, and headed inside to drink more. I would like to mention that there was a staircase outside my friend's cabin about eight stairs in length down to the bottom, where the fire pit was, and the dock. We soon forgot about the head with the help of the beer until I had to use the bathroom really bad and the one inside was preoccupied. I just went outside to do my business since we were in the great outdoors. When I had been taking a pee and glancing out onto the beautiful moon, glancing out at the beautiful moonlit lake. Seriously, try saying beautiful moonlit lake (laughs) three times fast. I noticed that the black circle object was still there, but about 30 yards closer, still looking as if it was staring right at me. I could easily see the nose on this thing's face. 
Again, it was very pale, like it hadn't seen the sun for years. A very, very uneasy feeling came over me, and I immediately went inside and told my other friends to come out and look real quick, keeping my eyes glued to it at the door to the cabin. They came outside to see it, still there staring at us, as if this head was corked up at us. Corked up at us, with its chin in the air. I think it meant crocked, or cocked. Yeah. Nobody dared to go down to the dock anymore, and we immediately went back inside, ruling out that it probably wasn't a loon, because a loon wouldn't (laughs) have tread water in the same spot. Eventually, the current would have drifted it somewhere else in a rocking manner. For a loon to stay in the same spot for almost an hour or two made no sense to any of us. This head-like object was as stiff as a board and not moving a single muscle, just staring up at us from the dock instead. There was no ripple effect at all in the lake from the object. We said it was just a log and went back in. I could tell everyone else felt uneasy, too. A few hours passed. It was super late into the night at this point, and we knew we needed to sleep. Being my curious self, I looked back outside once more, and the black object had completely vanished. I couldn't help but feel a sense of relief, thinking the log must have floated off or just hit the shore somewhere. As we slept with the windows open that night, there was no AC in this cabin, and we had to open them or we would fry, with it being in the middle of summer. Me and my other buddy Tommy slept in the living room while my two other friends slept in the two separate bedrooms with their doors open. Not being able to sleep but keeping my eyes peeled shut, I began to hear someone walking around at the bottom of the stairs to the cabin, around the campfire at the bottom of the stairs. I thought it was about to ship bricks. No question, what or who I heard down there was at the dock now, pacing back and forth as it made the sound of a boot clicking on the wood. It was as if they weren't sure what to do with themselves, and it lasted for about three minutes. Wanting to whisper to my buddy, but frozen in fear, I just kept my eyes shut and my ears on full alert. The footsteps sounded like they took two steps up the deck stairs all of the sudden, but then turned around and sounded like they were sprinting back down the man-made path. After it sounded like steps were long gone and a couple of minutes had passed, I woke up Tommy asking if he heard the steps. Both of us sat up and I was startled uh, by my friend Ryan walking out of the room and saying we needed to leave a minute after these steps had vanished. He must have heard us talking, so he felt he could come out as well. But either way, he was waking us up regardless. Something was very disturbing about his expression and I asked him why. He woke up the other friend, Kevin, in the other room and said, let's go. Let's get to the boat. It's time to go. We were asking him, what, Ryan, what the hell is wrong with you? He explained to us quickly while grabbing his stuff, and I will never forget what he explained, as won't my other friends. He said when he was turning sides on his bed to get more comfortable, he saw someone peeking in at the top right corner of his window, and it quickly shifted out of his view. He said that all he saw was one eye, ghostly white skin, and long black hair down the window. Again, another thing I would like to add, when we look back at what he experienced, it chills us to the bone realizing that since this face was in the top right corner of the window in my friend's room that he was sleeping in, this thing was either damn near eight feet tall, standing on something like bricks trying to peek in, or it was floating. Ryan then continued to say, let's fucking go, very seriously. Absolutely disturbed the fuck out of my mind and feeling like I was going to be sick, and then telling them what my friend and I had heard in the living room, we all agreed and packed our stuff and booked it out of there, not cleaning the cabin That's or anything. Fucking yeah. Like, go- this is the Halloween version of the gold star where you're like, let's leave goodbye. Like, <laughs> good night. We're bouncing. Yeah. The, the Halloween gold star. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
We locked up, and as we headed down the stairs, we saw bare footprints in the dirt heading off the path and all around the cabin. We picked up our step and getting to the boat, not knowing what was watching us or around us, threw our stuff onto the boat, untied it, and sped off. I didn't even think about the head in the water anymore or to look in the water, thank God. My eyes were just glued to the island, trying to spot anything moving, but I saw nothing. When we had finally gotten our stuff packed in the car and the boat tied up, we hopped in the car and took off. We had been driving for about 10 miles, and out of the blue, Ryan, who is the one who said he saw the person outside the window, all of a sudden broke down in the car, sobbing, saying, what was it, guys? Oh, fuck, what did I see? We called our parents to tell them what happened on the way back and that Ryan was freaking out, and they told us just to get home safely and quickly. It was late, about 4 or 5 in the morning, but no one slept, and it was a very quiet ride home. My friend's dad, who owns the cabin, went up that following weekend, and he said he experienced nothing, but did mention bare footprints were still lingering about, which he thought was odd because someone was walking around his property, which bugged him. Whatever my one friend saw in the window really hit him hard. After his breakdown, he had trouble sleeping multiple nights and ended up having to seek help for a couple of weeks and get on some sleeping medication. As time went on, he ended up being fine, but in a typo here but was never comfortable sleeping next to a window without a curtain. I, to this day, cannot explain what happened and why it seemed to happen to us and cannot explain what I saw in the lake and what Ryan specifically saw. Nothing has ever happened to that cabin since that night, or so we were told from my friend's dad who owns it. Personally, I have never decided to go back there, which really makes me sad because I had a great childhood memories there. Tommy and Kevin both have gone back and been fine, but Ryan refuses to go back, and I'm with him. A lot of people have cabins on this island, so it could have been a prank in the making that had been busted when Ryan saw the person at the window, or the person probably wanting to do something worse. I will never be able to explain what was floating in the lake, but the fact that this incident, along with the bare feet and someone looking at Ryan in the night, all happened in the same night seems like more than a coincidence. That's fucking wild. Who? Yeah, so apparently no paranormal stuff is allowed on this subreddit. Let's not meet, but it's still, it's just chill in here. So, yeah, this is from six years ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that would shit me off as well. Yeah. Jesus. Just that image of an eight foot, like, the head being eight feet off the ground. Fucking hell. Yeah. Very, it's very Slenderman. Um, I'm not thinking Slenderman. I'm thinking, you know, where the wild things are. Oh, the one with God, the, yes. <laughs> the one with the red hair. Oof, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of, but just a creepy version of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I um, I feel like... What are those? Cre- Kappas, I think? Mm-hmm. Or just something in that... I just... The head in the water... Like being still and not bobbing with the water yeah. because it's fucking touching the ground. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, that's very creepy. Now I'm like looking around Shit. my apartment. <laughs> Damn, man, that's like some of these. Some of these stories. It's like either you have a very good imagination and you've managed to think of all the aspects of this creature that would make it seem real, or you actually saw that thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. I want to see what a loon looks like. I'm curious about this <laughs> This bird that they think it was like eight foot fucking tall. Okay, yeah, I mean, they're birds. <laughs> but, the, but the head, the head of the bird is black. Yeah, and the rest of it is so, mottled kind of white and black. Oh, we call them divers. Okay, I've seen one of these. This one is cute. It has yeah. a baby on it. Their babies float on their back. That's the I bleach I need, what? baby. <laughs> what? 
Go to images. I just typed loon bird and then the common oh, one. It has its little babies just riding tiny around. Baby, they're so fluffy. <laughs> they're incredibly fluffy. Holy shit! Please Google. Come with loon. me, tiny baby. <laughs> and go to the images tab and see their cute little babies riding around on their back. Um, and oh, okay, Pacific loons have like white heads. Common loons have black heads. So. I can kind of understand why they might have thought it was a bird. Not that big, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, these are tiny birds, baby birds, little birds. Yeah, I mean, I guess the best explanation is it might have been a log, but then a log, if it was drifting, would have been moving around. Would have, Yeah, it would have been bobbing up and down. Jesus. Yeah, that, the... Un-fucking-pleasant. And then I just imagine it walking out of the water and being all long Oof. and stretched out and gross. Mm. Yeah. Makes me also think of... I don't know if you ever saw this movie. I don't even know why I saw this movie. Did you ever see Midnight Shyamalan's The Lady in the Water, I think it was called? Yeah, Lady in the Water is what it's called, but I have not seen it. I actually quite liked it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. But, like, they have kind of water creatures that, yeah, it's... If you have a look at some of the stills from that movie, that's kind of what it makes me think of. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine, like, because there's definitely a horror movie. I mean, I've seen a lot of um, Slenderman kind of media. I watched Marble Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not, I'm just imagining, like, a something unfolding like that. Oh, it gives me It Follows vibes. Have you seen oh, okay. It Follows? Ugh. I haven't seen it, but I, 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 know, I know what you mean. Yeah, because there's this... One scene where it, whatever it is, um, like walks into a room and it changes size. So it's so huge it has to duck through the doorway and then it kind of just unfolds. Ugh. Yeah, that's a, a pretty creepy movie. The opening scene is a sex scene because of the nature of the film. And then mm-hmm. there's an image of like the victim on a beach, very um, Laura Palmer, but her like leg is all twisted around. And when I saw this movie in the theater, parents took their children who they had brought to this movie out during the sex scene, which was not graphic at all. It was like akin to the Titanic one. They were in a car and it was shaking, right? And then brought them back while that body was being displayed. And I was like, America, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So me and my husband went to go and see um, the second Venom movie. Oh, yeah. In the movies. There were so many kids in there. So many kids. It's PG-13, this and, one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There were like seven-year-olds in there. I'm like, my Thanks guys. <laughs> don't. Why Why is this a thing? Stop. Yeah, the thing that I've been utilizing lately, highly recommend for parents. I think I've mentioned this on air before, is Common Sense Media. So mm-hmm. it will tell you, and it, it sounds like that website could either be like really great or really like conservative, but it actually is really great. And they'll have like categories in, in a movie like consumerism, drugs, sex, violence, and like positive role models. And it'll give you a rating for each and then give you a description of possibly inappropriate things. Kind of like uh, Does the Dog Die does something similar, but this one is a lot more aimed at parents. But I use it before I watch movies with my parents, because I'm like, I'm not watching something with a sex scene in it. (laughs) I'm just like, loving the fact that parents are taking their kids to see Venom when the people who wrote and directed it really explicitly came out and said, oh yeah, there's huge homoerotic undertones in this this second movie. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Very good. Yeah. Actually, that is good. <laughs> You're it. That is good. Yeah. Except it's also incredibly violent and venom eats people's heads. So, yum. 
It's a good time. Yeah, good spoop. Um, Ugh, okay. Spooky. So this next one, I think, okay, this is the next one in a follow-up, so it's pretty much going to be the last one. But uh, I have a couple others, and I'll just post those on Twitter cool. around Halloween. It should be the 25th mm-hmm. uh, right now when you're listening to this. Well, at least when it came out. I don't listen to podcasts the day they came out. But check our Twitter feed if you are listening to this for any other spoopy stories. We'll go ahead and set you up. This one is also... No, it is from Creepy Encounters. Okay. This sub is for mildly creepy encounters where you weren't actually in any immediate life-threatening danger, but you still find someone creepy and interesting enough to share. So this one also says no paranormal stories, which this one actually isn't. (laughs) I don't... Like, no paranormal stories is kind of like... But that's creepy, guys. Yeah. I I think... You can't just say no paranormal stories in a sub for creepy. I think some of them are, uh, they want to make sure it's nonfiction only, essentially. They want to make sure it's, if it's, you're making it up, it's at least plausible. And I totally get that. Like some people don't want to read stories that could be, could be not, that are obviously untrue because it's not as entertaining for them or whatever. Okay. OP was 24 when this happened and it was... Uh, 2010, when the story was happened, this was posted seven months ago. The title is My Hills Have Eyes Moment in Texas. Oh no. (laughs) Speaking of horror movies. In 2010, I was driving from New Orleans to Eugene, Oregon. It was just me and my two-year-old pit bull in a 14-foot U-Haul truck with everything I owned crammed into the back, a fancy flip phone, and my printout of MapQuest directions. Hell yeah, that's a vibe. (laughs) 2010, baby. I fucking love MapQuest directions. I think the first smartphones actually came out around that time, but I didn't have one. Cell phone service was also much spottier, and there were long stretches through the desert where I had zero service for hundreds of miles. Yeah, the iPhone came out in 2007. Um, And that was like, only rich people had them. Yes. Looking at you, friend from high school who got the first iPhone. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, I don't think I knew anyone with an iPhone when they came out. Yeah, he was the only one in our class, I think. Maybe a couple other people, but that was pretty much it. I was driving a lonely stretch of highway through central Texas when I realized I hadn't seen a town or exit for a very long time, and my giant U-Haul was really low on gas. Just when I'm starting to freak out and seriously run out of gas, I see a small town coming up. I pull into this town, and it is tiny. I was so worried about other things that I never did pay attention to the name of the town, but there were only about six streets in the whole place. I might know this town (laughs) in the middle of the desert on the way from New Orleans to Eugene, Oregon. (laughs) Well, it is in Texas, so. Oh, in Texas. Okay. But most people probably know a town like this. I go gas up and I am ready to get back on the road. Except I cannot for the life of me find my way back to the highway. I circle the town about four times and start getting so frustrated because this is such a tiny town. How the fuck can I not find my way out? I can literally see the highway, but I can't get to it. I return to the gas station to ask for directions. Now, when I got gas, I paid at the pump and never went in. When I enter for directions, there's this skinny, nondescript guy with black hair hanging down in front of his eyes who looks like it could use a use wa- that looks like it could use a good wash. He's not particularly creepy, but a little rude. He never really met my eyes and was looking down at a magazine. He gives me directions that don't sound right at all. He's telling me to take a road that will get me to the highway in about 17 miles. For the moment, I am dumbfounded. 
Then I point out that I didn't drive that far from the highway to get into town. So why is it so far to get back to the highway? I can literally see it from the town. He's so casual, almost like I'm just an annoyance and can't follow his directions, so why should he care? He gives me some explanation about the road curving around that doesn't really make sense. He still doesn't look at me, just whatever, I gave you your directions and waved his hand in the direction of the door. When I go into the parking lot, my whole body started trembling violently and my heart started racing, seemingly for no reason. I get into the truck and as soon as I put the key into the ignition, I burst into tears. I had this most horrible feeling that, no matter how nonchalant he acted, this man had bad intentions. I didn't know what, but I knew right then and there that there was no way I was going to follow his directions. Yet, this was the only store in this little town, and short of knocking on doors, no thank you, there was no one else to ask for directions. I decided I didn't give a shit if this town seemed like something dropped out of the twilight zone. I was going to drive around until I found my own way out, even if it took all damn night. Right then, this big red beater of a pickup truck, as much rust as metal, pulls up and disengorged the quintessential Texan man. Disgorged? <laughs> Disgorged, yeah. The quintessential Texan man. I can see him. Huge husky <laughs> and in flannel and work boots. Even without thinking about it, I jumped out of the truck and approached him quickly yet warily. Looking into his eyes, I saw a kind human being, or at least I was hoping I did. I asked him if he could please give me directions to the highway. I told him I knew it was silly, but I just couldn't seem to find my way back. He looked concerned as I was visibly upset, so he made me laugh and very cheerfully gave me directions for a hairpin curve turnoff right at the end of a small concrete tunnel I had passed several times. He said it often confused travelers because it was so hard to see. They really needed to put up signs. With a sinking feeling in my stomach, I asked him how far in miles it was back to the highway. He laughed and gave me a funny look. Miles, miss? I'd say it's a quarter mile at most. You can see the highway right from here. At this point, I couldn't help it. I had to know. What happens if I drive? And I gave him the directions the man in the store had given me. Texas looked at me very intently and asked me how I knew about that route. It was pretty far out and usually only locals know about it. So I told him. He was quiet for a few minutes and then asked what the attendant looked like and if I had a map of the state. Nope, just my map quest, which wasn't helpful in this situation. He goes to his truck and grabs a raggedy local map from his glove box, spread it out for me, and he traces the route I describe. The way the man from the gas station had told me to go led me away from town, away from the interstate, and led to seemingly the middle of nowhere. Oh, shit. Texas told me that the road did go about 17 miles right before it dead-ended in the desert. I asked him <laughs> what was out there, and he told me it was nothing but some junked cars and a few trailers and mobile homes, all owned by the same family. This family was locally known as troublemakers, meth heads, and alcoholics. And these were the nice things townspeople had to say about them. And the erstwhile clerk was part of this family and lived down that road. Jesus. I'll never forget the look in Texas's eyes as he told me this. He also told me I was smart to listen to my instincts, and he told me to be careful traveling out there. I don't know if the man from the gas station wanted what was in the back of my U-Haul or what was in the driver's seat. But thankfully, I didn't have to find out. Oh, and I learned that sometimes angels look like ruddy-haired Texans with scruffy faces and rusty pickup trucks. Thank you, random Texan stranger. You really saved my ass, and I will always remember you with tons of love. Sorry I didn't ask your name. You're forever Texas to me now. (laughs) I just got... I had goosebumps the whole time reading that. Like That's just awful. Really awful. Like... It's weird how you get those feelings that it's just like, no, I'm 100% not doing that thing and I cannot tell you why, I just don't want to do it. My body says no. Yeah, like her body had her back. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Jesus. Damn, like, definitely listen to your instincts and she is uh, evidence of that because damn. Thank you, random Texas angel. Yes, for real. Yeah, I, I feel like 
I mean, he should have given her the map, <laughs> but at least she got back to the freeway and it's like, that's fine. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Man. Ugh. <laughs> someone responded and she said, someone responded and said that she was brave. And she said, thank you so much. It was even scarier when I was told he was sending me straight into his drugged out family. I was paranoid he was on the <laughs> phone telling them to sharpen the knives and air out the shed or something. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Fuck. Yeah. Big, big Baker House energy. Oof. I um I definitely see why this is uh the material for a lot of horror movies, but I almost feel like I mean, I don't know the legality of this, but I wouldn't think it was a bad idea to carry a firearm if you are a young woman or a, a woman or any person by themselves traveling across the country by yourself like that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they don't let you have firearms in a U-Haul. Oh, yeah. I mean, how would they know? <laughs> I don't give a shit about I mean, they wouldn't. U-Haul's fucking rules. <laughs> the only way they're going to find out about it is if I needed to Fuck use it. U-Haul. Yeah. I'm going to protect myself. Right? When my parents were moving to Texas, um, they, they hired movers. And mm. my dad has a lot of guns because, you know. America. <laughs> America. And he also was like a gun seller, like legitly. Um and the movers stole two of his guns while they were moving so they cool cool and good yep so they had to go well they had to go to the gas the gas they had to go to the police station in texas where they had sent the lineup information and they had to do like a picture lineup uh and pick out those guys yeah and they went to prison (laughs) for stealing guns because they're like well he's got so many guns he there's no way he keeps track of all of them right He's like, I begged a fucking dipper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would even argue that you should probably maybe take someone with you if possible. Like, and then. I mean, she had the pit bull. That is good. Yes. That she at least had the pit bull. But like, maybe take another person and then fly them back. Yeah. There's no way I would travel. I was about to say there's no way I'd travel across country on my own, but I fucking moved country on my own, so. That was also flying. You weren't, like, driving. That's true. That is true. Totally different. And a lot more of a pain in the ass, I'm sure, to get all your shit. (laughs) Oh my god, it took me almost a year to get my shit. It was so bad. I had a kid ask me, are you going back to England for Christmas? I was like, yeah. And she was like, how long's the drive? Oh, sweet baby. (laughs) Like, you don't drive to England? She was like, oh, why? I'm like, because there's an ocean <laughs> in the way <laughs> she was like where is England I was like it's a very long way away I have to go on an aeroplane and she was like oh okay missed- how long's the aeroplane <laughs> miss seventh grade geo I guess oh my god yeah didn't didn't ever see a globe or anything like that so I had to I had to pull it up on Google I was like it takes about 11 hours on a plane this is England this is here she was like oh that is a long way you definitely can't drive I was like, mm, <laughs> good job <nope>. kiddo <laughs> that reminds me of I just put up that XKCD comic about how um don't make fun of people for not knowing things because every day an average of 10,000 people learn a new fun fact so learn a specific new fun fact every day so yeah. you know instead you can be fun and teach them what diet coke and mentos <laughs> do when you put them together I just, I just never know if anyone's trolling me you know mm-hmm. i just assume that everybody's trying to take the piss so when she was like do you drive there i'm like is this a joke <laughs> am i gonna look like an idiot yeah that happened to me and my husband yesterday he was saying like something he he 
said he didn't know about something, and I just had to look into his eyes to make sure that he wasn't just fucking with me. This is the problem with being married to either of us. Yes, husbands. exactly. What is they just tell you stuff, <laughs> and you're like, this man is smart, he must know this thing, so it must be true, and then... Probably 75% of the time they're telling you some bullshit they think is funny. <laughs> like the time that they p- joined forces to convince you that there was a land bridge to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, just like that. For about 30 seconds and then you were like, no way. <laughs> okay, in my defense, whenever I've ever looked at Hawaii, it's been in that little box on a map yeah. that is really close to America and makes Hawaii look big. Yeah. So I just assumed they were zooming in on Hawaii. Not that it was fucking eight hours plane ride away. <laughs> like, why is it like right next to it doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that to people? <laughs> so yes. For a very short period in my time I believed that the interstate highway went to every single state in America, including Hawaii. And Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like a highway that was technically US land. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I was driving so I did not join in on this. I was very upset when I found out that they were lying to me. <laughs> it was not I gave my husband an info about that. Um, so this person does have a um, a prelude to this. And just a heads up before we start this one, that there is a content warning for uh, sexual harassment. Um, there's no actual sexual assault, but it's like pretty, pretty bad sexual harassment. So she talked to, after posting that, she talked to her mom and... Um, it reminded her about some other stuff on that trip, which she'd apparently blocked out. Oh, jeez. It explains why I was so confused about locations and is bizarre enough for its own post. Uh, highlight. Okay. I had a ton of questions about where the events in my other post happened. It nagged at my mind ever since. I should have had a general idea, but I just kept drawing a giant blank. I've driven that same route many times, but couldn't remember anything remotely close to where I found myself that time. I eventually called my mom and asked if she remembered me saying anything about it. First, she pointed out that I had the wrong year, which is fixed now, and reminded me that I started out with a passenger. Suddenly, it all came flooding back, and now I know exactly why I was so lost and on edge. And now I know exactly why I was so lost and on edge. Um, also, I haven't read this, so. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. I didn't read the other one, but yeah. I had just quit my job at the casino and hated my new job. It didn't pay like it was supposed to, and my boss was a condescending jerk. My roommate of four years and I had a falling out. I was crashing in my cousin's room. I couldn't find an affordable place. So when my mom called and said that she was having surgery and really needed me to come help manage her shop while she recovered, I jumped on the chance to get out of the city and out into the forests of the Oregon coast. I didn't have a ton of money, but I figured my savings and a little help from mama would get me there. However, every 10-foot U-Haul in the city was reserved or rented. I had to take a 14-footer, which was much more expensive. Suddenly, the money situation was looking grim. So when an old friend from high school in Oregon called me asking if he could crash on our couch for two weeks to check out New Orleans in exchange for paying for gas, food, and hotels for part of the trip, I was super relieved. He wanted to be dropped off at his extended family's place in Texas, southwest of Dallas. He could help me drive, too. I quickly agreed. He purchased his plane ticket to come down. I called my best friend from Oregon, Katie, and told her I was coming, and I told her how Dan was going to help me to Texas. The three of us and his long-term girlfriend had been really close, so I expected her to be excited. Instead, I was met with long seconds of silence before she asked me if I knew about his accident. I didn't. A few years before, Dan had wrecked his bike while not wearing a helmet. He was in a coma for several months. Katie told me that when he woke up, he was a different person. She said none of our old group would do anything with him anymore, but wouldn't really elaborate further. She would only repeat that he was just different. 
I felt a little nervous after this conversation, but the plane ticket was already bought. Disclaimer, when I knew him before, Dan was hands down one of the best people I have ever met. He was genuine, generous, and truly cared about everyone. You could trust him with anything. I realized that the way he acted later was at least partially the result of his head trauma, and I will try to be respectful of this fact. However, many things he did catapulted over the line of decency. I admit that I could have handled this much better, but in order to be honest, I had a lot of trouble finding understanding as his inappropriate behavior escalated. Once he arrived, my cousin and I noticed he was always slightly out of it and had no filter. Okay, we can deal with that. Then he says he forgot to transfer his money from his savings to his checking, and his bank was giving him trouble about transferring it over the phone. He assured me that he would get it straight before we left. Now, he's the guy on the couch who I'm responsible for feeding and covering bar tabs for. I had plans for goodbye blowouts with friends, and my aunt didn't want him there if I was out. I wasn't missing the chance to see all of my people one last time, so I was stuck with him. He promised he would pay me back. Then he started getting more and more handsy with my cousin Natalie and I. We made it very clear this was unwanted and inappropriate. He would walk into our room unannounced, especially at times we were getting ready and likely to be undressed. We actually had to install a lock because he ignored every demand that he knock and wait for a response. He would stroke our feet as we walked by <laughs> while we were laid out relaxing on the bed, stand so close we could feel him breathe, touch us every time we walked by, rub our shoulders, and touch our hair. But by the time I caught him smelling my hair and secretly taking pictures of our butts while we were walking, I was officially creeped the hell out and working toward furious. I was about to be alone with him in a hotel miles from anyone I knew. I grew increasing. I grew increasingly stronger in my reactions to what he was doing, trying to discourage him from this behavior. He would apologize, then rinse and repeat. Two weeks later, we were on our way. Crossing a bridge right before Shreveport, he reached over and slid his hand across my upper thigh. Mm. He went for the money, and his fingers were brushing my lady parts. I swerved, smacked his hand away, and promptly began ripping him a new asshole. Suddenly, the inside of the U-Haul was filled with flashing red and blue lights. Images of everything I owned being impounded filled my head. Luckily, the officer caught the byplay between us and let me go without a ticket. He cast a significant he cast a significant glance at Dan, who was acting like a total weirdo, wandering around talking to either us or himself, who knows, and simply told me, good luck. Yeah, thanks, Shreveport Cop. I appreciate your understanding. <laughs> I, I don't think that's supposed to be sarcastic, but also, like, it comes across as sarcastic because he definitely chose not to do anything about this situation about this woman traveling with a guy who's clearly not good once we got to shreveport i stopped for gas dan claimed that he had the money in his account now so i asked him for it he started freaking out saying he'd lost his wallet funny i hadn't seen him pull it out once in over two weeks so not sure how he lost it but i pay for the gas as i'm climbing back into the truck i'm 4 11 i really had to boost myself up because i had started to slip from in the from the odd vantage point this put me in, I could see the top of his wallet crammed in the space between the tall dashboard and the side window. I didn't believe him when he told me he hadn't put it there on purpose. It was wedged in too firmly for all that nonsense. Back on the road, I am a really introverted person and treasure calm moments. Dan talked and talked and talked for hours about ridiculousness, mainly how great he was in so many ways and kept trying horribly, I might add, to seduce me. I was completely over him. Twice I almost kicked him out, but kept reminding myself he had suffered severe head trauma and I couldn't leave him alone in the middle of nowhere with no money and still call myself a good person. You don't know he has no money. Nope. He could have tons of money. You don't know that. <laughs> it became my mantra. At the next gas station, he admitted that his family had never put money into his account. I was now seriously worried that I was going to run out of money before I could get to Oregon. I had been worried about that before I started supporting a grown man for the last several weeks. Now I was approaching frantic. When we stopped to sleep at a hotel, I could only afford one room but made sure there were two beds. I'm laying drowned trying to Gus Fraba? 
Gusfraba. Gusfraba? I've never heard that before. <laughs> it's uh, it's a mantra thing about calming down. Oh, okay. Gusfraba. Makes sense. Calm, calm, calm your tits, basically. <laughs> he gets in the shower. A long shower, but I am okay with that. At least he's out of my space for a bit. Hopefully he'll whack it and stop harassing me for booty, was my thought at the time. Suddenly the bathroom door, which was a few feet from the side of my bed, flew open. A great cloud of steam billowed out. I have never witnessed so much steam after a shower. I'm still thinking what I'm still thinking what the fuck when the steam clears enough for me to see him. He's standing right inside the bathroom door, hands on hips, completely naked. I start stammering, asking what the fuck he's doing, get dressed, etc. He just struts out naked and starts doing a gyrating dance, causing his penis to twirl around. <laughs> Pulling the blankets up protectively and calling my dog to me, I start to feel real fear of this man who had once been my friend for the first time. Once he saw this strip show was not having the desired effect on me, his whole countenance changed. His expression darkened. I saw open anger on his face. He starts screaming and ranting at me about how great he is and how hard he's been trying to show me, but I just don't get it. He's a wonderful man, a perfect man with a perfect penis, right there awaiting my pleasure, and I am insisting on being a blind, ignorant bitch. He continues calling me names while simultaneously trying to convince me I'm stupid for not being with him while I have the chance. He was naked the whole time he was yelling. Thinking back on it, I believe he took such a hot shower to make it look bigger, which really does crack me up. People are so strange. It took forever to get him calmed down and dressed. I was trying not to show how scared I was. The reality of my situation hit me hard. I was alone in a hotel room far from everyone I knew with a mentally unstable man. The one who felt I somehow owed it to him to have sex with him. I already knew he had no boundaries. I lay there holding my dog all night, listening to every rustle coming from his side of the room. I was terrified that if I fell asleep, I would wake up with him trying to rape me. Thank God for my pit bull. I'm sure she was a major deterrent. I didn't sleep a wink and my dog catching the mood. Wouldn't even leave my side to eat her dinner or breakfast. The reasons I didn't leave him there the next morning were, one, he would be gone before I had to get another room, and two, he promised his family would give me some cash when we got there. I needed it desperately, mainly because of him. Last day with him, we're off the main interstate and heading south. He was allegedly going to help me drive for the trip, but neglected to tell me he didn't actually have a license. No <laughs> way was that going down, so I take off on zero sleep and pure nerves. Now, I had wanted to put his drop-off location in my MapQuest itinerary to make it easier for me since I'd never strayed from the main interstate before. However, I was never able to get him to give me the actual address of where I was taking him, girl. Girl. Oh my god. He continually assured me that it was easy peasy, no way I could get lost, etc. until I gave up in exasperation. I'm still furious and shaken about the night before and he immediately got us lost for about an hour and a half. Once we got headed back the right way, I decided to stop before we hit the main road and let Callie pee, the dog. <laughs> Yes. We stopped in a park area with a playground in some tiny town I didn't pay attention to the name of. I was walking her, having left Dan in the truck with the air on. These seven guys are walking by adjacent to the park. When they see me, they all stop, talk a second, and almost as one give me the same creepy-ass grins. They turn off down the street and walk across the park to the playground area a few hundred feet in front of me. They lean on the equipment in a loose horseshoe centered on me, still smiling. They didn't say anything or signal to me, only occasionally speaking lowly to each other. They were all dressed the same, ranged from early teens to early 30s, and just generally gave off bad vibes. They were staring me down until I felt like a rabbit that saw a fox. Callie, who usually loves everyone, started trying to drag me back to the truck in the opposite direction of these guys. I trusted her and followed, trying to act calm and confident. I felt neither. When I got up to the U-Haul, Dan had the back open. 
I tried to tell him to close it. We need to go now, but he was oblivious to all my distress signals. He kept insisting we try and feed the dog since she didn't eat her last two meals. Okay, okay, but feed her in the truck. We have to go. A quick side glance showed the men were still by the playground staring, but now they weren't leaning on the equipment. They were standing close together, talking and watching us. This is when the fantastic Dan informs me that he lost the keys. Oh my god. What the... Really? I feel a sinking in my stomach and demand we search right now, quickly. As I scour the ground, I see the men have separated. Two are in the same place, two are circling wide to the right, two doing the same on the left. They're all still staring at us, and I've lost track of one. I finally spot him. He must have started circling to the left before the other two because he was now almost directly behind the U-Haul, maybe 100 feet back. He was hidden from my sight where I'd been searching. I was officially losing my grip on myself. Full fight-or-flight response was taking over. I knew I had searched every inch of space Dan could have possibly been around several times, even running my hands across the ground just in case. These guys were circling us and we couldn't get away. Our phones were locked in the cab. For a minute, time seemed to slow down and I just stared off, thinking how totally screwed we were. Thinking of all the stress, I think all the stress may have overloaded my system for a moment. My eyes strayed to the bag of dog food, the whole reason Dan had gotten out of the cab in the first place. No way, not possible, but maybe... Time snapped back into regular focus, and I practically dove for the dog food bag, cursing and threatening Dan the whole time. Like a maniac, I yanked it up and dumped it all over the back of the U-Haul, and there they were. The keys shining silver in the wave of brown kibbles. I could have killed Dan in that moment, twice, but I just slammed and locked the back and got us the hell out of there. The rest of the trip to where I dropped him off is a blur. I know he got us lost again for about two hours this time. I used that time to scream at him, admittedly not my best moment. Eventually, he had me drop him off in some random main street in a little town that took that looked like all the others. He didn't even tell me it was his destination until he had me pull over. I was angry that he wouldn't take me to his family's to at least get some money for taking care of him, giving him a place to stay and driving him so far. We had a truly marvelous fight, but eventually I gave up. I was just happy to be rid of him. I was exhausted, but too overstimulated to sleep. So I decided to try and get a few more hours in to make up for the lost time and get back into familiar territory. My next stop for gas was where the gas station attendant tried to send me to his family enclave in the desert and Mixer's Mr. Texas saved my ass. (laughs) (sighs) So while I don't know exactly where that creepy attendant lived, I do know it was south of Dallas, a little to the west, way out into nothingness. Not off the interstate, as I had mistakenly assumed before my mom reminded me of my hellish detour with a scary ex-friend. Jesus (laughs) Christ. This woman (laughs) has been through so much. What a good doggy. This is why women are taught to be way too patient. Yes. Like, and yeah, there was definitely this douchebag was pretending like he was going to give her money. I wonder if like that guy's just living on the street in that town now. Like, Um, yeah, fuck. It wouldn't surprise me. Damn. Yeah. Being four eleven by yourself in the middle of Texas. Like she's tough. Thank God for the dog. Yeah. Yeah. At least she had the dog with her because. Right. (laughs) That's buck wild. Um, She says in another comment, she did meet a lot of friendly people. She broke down once while driving cross country a different time, and a long-haul trucker followed her through three states to make sure I made it safely to a mechanic that he knew wouldn't Aww. overcharge me for not being a local. Oh, Long-haul truckers are generally good guys. Yeah. His company was very hey. upset. Truckers are not supposed to do this at all. He told his boss he had a daughter and he was not leaving me. They threatened to fire him and everything, but he didn't care. He told me it was right because that's how he'd want someone to treat his daughter in my situation. Oh, Yeah. Uh, 
Another iBleach situation is trucker cats. Don't forget that sub exists. Trucker cats. <laughs> trucker cat. I love trucker cats. Much more useful than my cat. <laughs> I don't think they're useful. I think they just are good company. <laughs> yeah, useful. I suppose that is a use. <laughs> emotional, uh, emotional labor. Emotional support trucker cat. <laughs> yeah. I'm just scrolling through her comments, but it's basically just like people saying, damn, uh... Yeah. So she hasn't asked about him and hasn't heard from him at all. She says she's skeptical that he even had family there and probably just decided to like, was like, here, stop, stop here and drop me off. Like he was probably just bullshitting her, but I don't know why. I mean, I guess for sex, but like, that's a lot to go through. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This kids was what it was like before Tinder. <laughs> God. Well, we've had some paranormal and spooky. We've had some real life spooky. Yeah. We've had some giants in lakes. <laughs> yeah, that one really... <laughs> uh, those cabin in the woods ones really get me because they're usually quite subtle for the most yes. part. And, you know, your imagination is the scariest thing. So sure. Um, okay. So the other, the other one I have is silly, and, and I'll post that in the um, on the Twitter. It's called "Trapped in a Hallmark Movie," <laughs> and then the other one is like a "Don't Watch the Local Broadcast" one, which is kind of like the Local uh, Fifty Eight thing I was talking about a few weeks cool, ago. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so on point, the subreddit for this week is going to be "Scared Shitless." <laughs> it me, and the reason why I chose this one is because. It's visual and stories and videos and stuff. So cool. Oh, the top one of all time is like a pretty, cr- it's like a flash, almost MS Paint-y like animation of sleep paralysis. That's pretty spooky. But the more you watch it, the funnier it gets. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to find it funny. I might, make, I might get spooked. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Tell me when you get to the. <laughs> the climax of this little video. <laughs> I'm frightened. Oh no! There he is. <laughs> Spooky little guy, but the the, this little the more you watch it, the less scary and the funnier he gets. So, ah, I don't like it. I do not like that one. I do not like it. Sam, I am. That th- the kid? The peekaboo. Yeah, I'm not looking at that. It says NSF. Tell me what I am. Uh, I looked at it. It's just very scary. Like it's uh, it's spooky. It's not gore or anything like that. So nope, nope, not clicking on it. The next one down <laughs> is also uh, age restricted. So this is uh, come here if you dare. Um, there's some there's some really cool visuals um uh, that I enjoy. Oh God, facial detection gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Oh no, thank you, dude. No, thank you. Yeah, this is some, um, this is some, like, actual scary shit. Yeah. And <laughs> this picture is Outlast in a nutshell. That's why I haven't played that game. Nope. Ah, uh, why is that one not nice safe for work? This picture scares the piss out of me. I don't like this. I changed my mind. No, why are we so Why did you send this to me? Uh, our eye bleach is the new subreddit of the week. Morgan, this is too spooky. Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's actually really scary. I don't like it. Where's my cat? Neo, come back. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like Uncanny Valley shit and a lot of spooky stories. So go here. At, you can only go here at like one in the morning. This. <laughs> with the lights <laughs> off under a blanket yeah no no i'm good i don't need that anymore in my life see i want okay this one's blurred out 
that other one was blurred out. Why aren't the other scary faces blurred out? There's like one really scary face. I need it to be blurred. I'm like scrolling with one <laughs> eye open and the other eye fully closed. I just closed it. I'm not looking at it anymore. <laughs> it's too spooky. I'm not, I'm not participating in this. Oh, there's don't hug me. I'm scared, which is fun. Nope. I'm, I'm getting a lot of like um, wreck vibes, wreck or quarantine, whichever you prefer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the movie um mm-hmm. this the like yeah i guess that's what i was thinking of too the like woman who was trapped in that attic for a long time but yeah and some of this is like real stuff of like psychological torture and whatnot so yeah beware go there if you want you pervert yeah <laughs> i feel like the subreddit in the side there's like haunted houses nightmare factory that kind of stuff i feel like the top uh related subreddit should just be I yeah i bleach really post must be horror related no compilation videos no numbered videos no top something videos no text-based videos no fictional narrative narratives and no promotions is their rule cool so anyway very scary this is the scariest subreddit i found i think so there you go why would you send it I'm to sorry. me? Morgan, you knew the this. The second one down is the story of the Goatman. It is the Goatman story, you're right. <laughs> Which again is from Creepypasta. It is not from Reddit. I think it was a, nope. a, blue, a green text, but anyway. Um, I wonder. Hang on. Yes, it exists. The new, the real subreddit of the week is our loons. <laughs> it has 11 yeah. members with two online right now. One of which I guess is me. Loons, it's loons, sad this loons, subreddit loons, is dead. Loons, loons are beautiful. Loons, 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 There's like six posts. Oh my god, they're so cute. Well, there you go. Go post some loons on our loons. <laughs> oh my god, there's literally only four yeah. posts in here. There's nothing here. Yeah. Be- an hour of beautiful loon calls. <laughs> Just Not sure where else a loon enthusiast is supposed to go. <laughs> Let's get things started here again. Posted four years ago. Loons do sound nice. Ugh. That is like re- relaxing. Sound of water and loons. You can also go to our birds. <laughs> Search loons. <laughs> yep. Oh, a hummingbird. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. Don't scam- send me any scary stories. Send me. It's, it's We're holiday time. So send me your holiday stories. Um, at Morgan underscore Slay on Twitter, or you can at us at are the letter you the word serious pod on Twitter, or email us at are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com. Also, check out my other podcast at Middle Morph on Twitter that I didn't forget until the end this time. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Come for the uh, hot takes on esports. Leave when I become a Grinch. Um, <laughs> at Esme underscore C underscore knows, as in knows lots of things. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, the letter R slash the letter U serious podcast. Ooh. I don't have another podcast. I just have a cat. Well, you will be on our other podcast at some point. Woo-hoo. I was thinking because you did say you wanted to be in the video game episode, but that's like one of the last ones. So it wouldn't be for like two years. Yeah. So we'll have to come okay. up with another one. Yeah. And I just I just want you to know I'm just going to come in completely blind. Dry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How do you feel about horses? I hate horses. Fuck horses. <laughs> horses are the nastiest creatures in the animal kingdom. Um, okay, what about um, bats? Oh, bats are cool. Okay. Yeah, let's go for bats. Okay. Fellow Animorphs people, you know what's up. Yeah, I think the bat one is good. I think that. I think that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Um, post, give us some more eye bleach, you know, pictures of cute Send birds. Send me pictures of baby bats. Eating yeah. bananas. 
They are cute. Oh, that they loon are. video is also on our birds. <laughs> wow, there we go. All right, y'all. <laughs> uh, we're going to go scrub our eyes out with bleach now. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a safe spooky season. Yes, be safe. All that good stuff. Show us your costumes. Don't put your weed in the in the sweets you're giving to kids. Yeah. What a waste of good weed. Right? Keep that for yourself. Exactly. PSA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all those people who are definitely putting weed in candy. Definitely putting yeah. drugs in kids' candy. <laughs> what is wrong with you and how much money do you have? <laughs> Too much, apparently. Apparently. Apparently.